What's up, you potty mouse sick fucks? My name is Brandon. I got a uh, special guest back for another MLB recap. This is Zooming with the Boys, episode 12, I believe. Uh, special guest, do you want to introduce yourself as always? Yep, everybody's favorite guest, the Vape Vulture, is back for another one. Ready to go? What's been up? How you doing? Uh, What's been up, man? How's your daughter? Well, you know, she's pretty good. You know, doing this podcast with an injury here, broken finger, but we're going to make it through. I hope so. I hope so. Um, nothing's really been up with me. Just uh, been playing a lot of Call of Duty lately. Um, got a new line. I'll introduce it to the folks out there. Uh, after I fucking absolutely laser beam somebody with my AMAX, I just tell them, I wonder what your mom's going to say when she walks in from her shift in the morning and sees two pairs of work boots at the front door. That's just fucking ridiculous. <laughs> That's the line of the day. So, uh, yeah. Isn't that precious? To all, all the fathers out there, uh, DM me. But other than that, we're going to cover the MLB today. Um, just some topics to get out of the way right off the bat, and then we'll get into the league leaders of all the fucking shit, and then I'm going to go in on my Yankees, so stay tuned throughout all of it. You're not going to want to miss a fucking beat. So there is an upcoming uh, like a negotiation, like a bargaining agreement with the MLBPA and the MLB. Everyone seems to think it's not going to go well. Uh, there's a possible strike looming on the MLB and the MLBPA, especially the MLB didn't really make matters better when they just tossed the foreign substances ordeal on the pitchers right off the bat with no time to prepare for it, really. They had one week to completely change the way that they pitched, which I don't know. When you have a collective bargaining agreement coming up, you got to kind of give the players some leeway, but it looks like the MLB is going to bat, going to be going to bat with the MLBPA uh, in the off season, no pun intended, but. Um, that was a good one. Yeah, thanks man, jokes today. <laughs> um, the MLB is really pressuring the fact that they're going to have expansion teams. They're going to add two teams. They're looking to add two teams, one in the NL, one in the AL. And they're going to really shift the divisions around, which is going to be weird. Like, it's weird to think in the past that the uh, Houston Astros used to be a National League team. But I didn't even we'll, know that. Yeah, we'll see what they do with everything with the expansion teams. They're also looking to relocate the Oakland Athletics and the Tampa Bay Rays because they probably average a solid 3,500 fans a game. And their stadiums are shit. I mean... Oakland Athletics are competing for the ALS right now. I believe they're like a game and a half or two games out or some shit like that. And uh, not really selling the tickets that they need to. And their fucking buildings basically breaking down. And then the Tampa Bay Rays are the AL East uh, leading team right now. And they do it in front of fucking 4,000 fans on a nightly basis. They don't so. sell tickets? No, not really, dude. I think it's just a Tampa thing. It's always been like that. Even when they were like a really, like they haven't really been a shitty team in probably like 10 or 15 years. Like they're hit and miss. Sometimes they got a winning record and they just kind of 
skim out of the playoffs because obviously they're in a division with the Yankees and the Red Sox, and one of them's uh, usually in a wild card team, the other one's the AL East pennant team. But yeah, they don't really sell tickets like that. Yeah, they're skidding it up right now. They were doing lights out. Now they're uh, losing quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, and the Red Sox are really shining. Jeez. Unfortunately, um, yeah, I guess we'll set we'll dig into the foreign substances a little bit, like we covered it a couple episodes ago. So we're not really going to go in depth about it. We know what's happening, and we know how the umpires are basically harassing the play the pitchers constantly whether they have foreign substances or not checking all the time in the game it's not really the umpire's fault it's passed down from the mlb so can't really blame the umps for it but uh the seattle mariners left-hander hector santiago becomes the first pitcher suspended for using foreign substances uh he had a fuck ton of rosin on his glove and yeah you got 10 games. I haven't heard of anybody else getting a uh, suspension since, but he was the first person suspended. Is that what it was? A bunch of rosin, like for sure? Yeah. yeah. And it was on his glove? Yeah. It, uh, they, like, it was sticky, but it wasn't like spider tack sticky. And there was no, like, there was, there was no pine tar residue. It wasn't like if you dipped your finger on it, you were going to get a fucking coloration on your finger or anything like that. But, uh, yeah, they took his glove and they analyzed it as rosin. So, like, an overuse of rosin. Wow. Yeah. And uh, in other MLB news, Trevor Bauer, he is <laughs> facing an assault charge. He is, I guess, the, the Sean Watson of the MLB right now, minus the, uh, you know, crab my cock stuff. Um, I don't know what the assault is alleging. I like. I don't think it's a sexual assault kind of thing. I, I don't know. If, no, because uh, if it was sexual assault, then I'm pretty sure he'd be kicked out of the league immediately. Yeah, like he would have been. Like the team would have suspended him immediately. But the the NFL would have uh, gave him a pay raise and offered him to come there, probably. Probably, or you know, <laughs> shipped him around the league, been a chip for trade talks. But uh, yeah, no, Trevor Bauer is on administrative leave is what they're calling it kind of like you know when people get pregnant or you have a mental breakdown at work uh yeah so he's on administrative leave i'm assuming this is going to be a fast-paced investigation the mlb will get to the bottom of it so uh stay tuned for more trevor bauer news and tyler skaggs family is suing the los angeles angels and former team employees for negligence because I believe he was prescribed. I don't know if he actually, I don't know if, no, he wasn't prescribed. He wasn't prescribed. Yeah. There was just a doctor just sliding on pills under the, under the table kind of thing. And well, the, the doctor wasn't even getting them from like real prescriptions. He was getting them off the streets and then one of the, the batch had fentanyl in it. So obviously you don't get fentanyl from, from the prescription bottle. So his family should sue them. Yeah. So good luck to the Angels and good luck to the Angels employees that uh, offered, well, gave Tyler Skaggs narcotics because, uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun day in court for you and you're going to settle. So 
I'll tell you right now, the the coaches and everyone saying they had no idea this was happening. That's a fucking lie. Everybody in that clubhouse knew exactly. You tell me that they only gave Tyler Skaggs prescriptions. They're probably still doing it. There was multiple pitchers that came out and said that they all had the same shit. Yeah, and they're fucking probably pretty lucky to uh, have not got the bad batch like Tyler. So Yeah. So, again, yeah, good luck to the Angels. Uh, You're going to settle, and it's just going to dip into the payroll more. So, whatever, I guess. Uh, Resigning Otani. Trade talks. Uh, I'll get this one out of the way. The Miami Marlins trade outfielder Corey Dickerson and relief pitcher Adam Kimber and cash to the Toronto Blue Jays for Joe Panic and minor league pitcher Andrew McInville. Uh, good trade for the Blue Jays. Um, Adam Kimber's fucking solid. I don't think he had given up a home run until he was traded. I haven't kept track of if he's pitched for the uh, Blue Jays at all. I'm assuming he has because the bullpen's kind of came in for one game. We were down by like five. It didn't really matter. Uh, I, don't, I don't think he gave up a run, but we it was a lost game anyway. Uh, the Corey Dickerson ordeal is a bit weird because you have to Teoscar Hernandez who's a AL all-star starter and you have George Springer who's I believe back now yep I don't know how they fit that one in there we're on we have an overflow of outfielders so I'm going to assume that there's going to be an outfielder trade from us to someone I'm not exactly sure Teoscar George Springer Guriel Randall Grichik I mean I can see Gretchik or Guriel, Teoscar uh, Hernandez, and uh, George Springer basically secured their spots. That's a that's a wild outfield lineup, actually. So it's pretty good. The offense really hasn't been a uh, detriment to the team. So God no. Um, and in other trade talks, for some reason, the Arizona Diamondbacks traded outfielder Tim <laughs> Lacostro to the New York Yankees for minor leaguer Keegan Curtis. Uh, I'll dip into the Yankees talk a little bit, a little bit later on, but just to sum this trade up, it made no fucking sense. And it was just a sad, a sad result of trying to save face. In my opinion, uh, Tim's playing today against the Mets, I believe. So yeah, good luck. He's batting 178 and he's a right-hander. It's not what the Yankees are looking for whatsoever. Um, yeah, we're going to dip into the Yankees' trouble here in a bit. But, oh, yeah, we will, because there uh, is some big trouble there. Yeah, there's some big trouble in the Bronx. We will uh, <laughs> we will use – or we will get the New York Yankees insider to cover everything for that. Uh, we'll go right into league leaders. Nick uh, Castellanos is leading the league in batting average, 346. Uh, then Michael Brantley scooted up there from Houston. He's batting 340. Flag Guerrero, Jr., I mean, he's just been solid the whole year, batting 339. Xander Bogarts from the Boston Red Sox is batting 330. And Yuli Guriel from the Houston Astros is batting 328. Um, I'm surprised that the Astros have creeped up. I mean, they went on an 11-game winning streak there for a minute. So they got really hot, but. Fuck, man, Michael Brantley and Guriel are your top two hitters. Where's uh, where's that little midget fuck at? <laughs> Altuve, and what about Bragman? 
Yeah, Bragg's too. I think Bragg's may have gotten cold because of uh, that kid chirping him at Fenway Park not too long ago. Still hilarious. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not surprised they got two hitters in in the leaders. Although they did this last three years, they always go on streaks. But and you know why they do? <clears throat> yeah, really. Couple couple uh, barrels were banged, and all of a sudden they win eleven games. Yeah. No comment. Fuck them. Uh, <laughs> the hits. Nick Castellanos is uh, leading in hits. One hundred two. Adam Frazier, for some reason, from the Pittsburgh Pirates, is still up there with 100 hits. He's fucking lights out, even though it's not really translating to anything. Trey Turner went on an absolute fucking burner in the month of June. He's had 100 hits. Cedric Mullins, he's been consistent all year. He's the only reason the Baltimore Orioles are, like, even semi-relevant, even though they're not really relevant no, at all. Yeah, he's no. got uh, 99 hits. He's the only player on their team. Vlad Guerrero's got... Nine, sorry, Flagrero Jr., not to be confused with Papa, is, yeah. has 96 hits. One's better than the other, so you better put the junior in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, home runs, Shohei Otani. He's been fucking absolutely crushing the ball, 28. Uh, Guerrero Jr., again, uh, Jesus Christ, 26. <laughs> Fernando Tadius Jr., creeping up there with 26. Kyle Schwarber, or Schwarber, sorry. He has 25. He had like a streak where he hit like eight home runs in like 11 games or some shit like that. I was going to say, that one kind of surprised me a bit. Mm-hmm. He went on an absolute powerhouse. He had like seven home runs in five games. So, And uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. has 22. Uh, fucking bats, man. Jesus Christ. RBIs, this is a bit surprising because I'm thinking with like home run totals this high right before our all-star break that the uh, RBIs would be a little bit higher, like in the seventies, eighties, but Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is leading in RBIs with 66, Raphael Devers 64, Shohei Otani 63, Jared Walsh for some reason has 58 RBIs for, from the yeah. Los Angeles Angels and Fernando Tatis Jr. is 56. And Jared Walsh. That's another surprising one. I don't I don't get that. Yeah, really. I don't even know what position he plays, but he's up there in RBI, so let me tell you that. Uh run scored, Bob Shet, 66. That's a bit surprising as well. I guess that's the benefit of batting in front of Vladimir Guerrero Jr., who has 64 RBIs, or sorry, run scored. He's second. Ronald Acuna Jr., 63, Fernando Tatis Jr., 61, and the little midget fucking prick <laughs> has 59. And my one of my favorite stats, to be honest, stolen bases, Whit Merrifield, that old fucking geese bag has 22. He's a speed demon on those bat, uh, base pass. Trey Turner has 18. Fernando Tatis Jr. 16. Ronald Acuna Jr. 16. And Isaiah Kinner, falafel. I'll just call him a fucking falafel. He's got 15 from the Texas Rangers. Uh Kenner is a bit of a surprise. Uh, trying to think here. It's all usual suspects, dude, really. Yeah, except for Isaiah, the guy who can play a catcher, third base, outfield, head coach, assistant coach, batting Fuck. coach, pitching coach. Run to the dugout and get some – or run to the <laughs> fucking clubhouse and get some fucking waters and gatos for the boys. Yeah, I don't know how a multi-positional player like that steals. is even in the top five there, but we'll take it. I like the guy. Yeah, but yeah a lot of – 
familiar faces here, Trey Turner, Thaddeus Jr., Cunha Jr., Devers, Otani, Carrero Jr., just Castellanos, all usual suspects doing their thing. And pitching, pitching, uh, pitching league leaders, ERA, Jacob DeGrom has just been absolutely fucking disgusting. disgusting. He is basically halfway through. I think I'd be pretty safe to bet on him winning an outside gun. Here's a fun stat for you right now. Garrett Cole has given up more runs in his last two starts than DeGrom has all year. Thank you for that uh, <laughs> statistical punchline. I appreciate that. <laughs> it where it hurts. Uh, yeah. Kevin Gossman from the uh, San Francisco Giants. Second in ERA. Third, Brandon Woodruff. Kyle Gibson, then Lance Lynn. Case, the fucking little wife beater, Trevor Bauer. 137 Ks. <laughs> we don't know yet. We don't know yet. Oh, sorry. Not to uh, discriminate until it all comes out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right. Shane Bieber, even though he's been on the IL, fucking seems like half the year he's got 130 Ks. Zach Wheeler, 130 Ks. Garrett Cole, 129 Ks. Probably the same amount of home runs as well. Uh, Clayton <laughs> Kershaw, 124 strikeouts. And then wins. Adam Civil, 10 wins. That's a bit of a bit of a who's, surprise. Who's also been on the IL for what seems like two months, but is actually closer to ten days. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Hendricks has ten. Julio Urez has nine. Clayton Kershaw has nine, and Chris Bissett has nine. I mean, the civil thing is a bit surprising because the Cleveland Indians, like, I knew they were going to start as a shitter team, but. Like, I wasn't going to bet against them because they usually creep up, dude. They're, like, one of those teams that you're like, where the fuck did they come from? They're sitting second in the AL Central, and really, they're not too far out from the White Sox for the divisions. Yeah, not a fan of Cleveland. Don't like their coach. Don't like their system. Not a fan. But it is surprising. I don't know how he's league leading. Who's their coach? Terry Francona? Yeah, uh, what's his name here? I don't know. Francona. Eh? Yeah, Francona's either – the manager for the Indians or the Twins? No, it's Francona. Gotcha. Uh, saves, Mark Melancon from the San Diego Padres has 25. Liam Hendricks has 21. Kenley Jensen has 20. Craig Kimbrell has 20. And Alex Reyes has 20. So that's just for your fantasy shit. Keep it up. Uh, I got Mark Melancon and I got Alex Reyes in fantasy. Not to kind of plug my fantasy team, but Sitting fit in the standings right now, so I mean, yeah, you'll be passing me here soon. Uh, you keep saying that, and it's not happening. It's close, it's getting there. But I guess we're going to talk about the bread and butter now, man. Uh, we're going to get right into it. Uh, AL East Boston Red Sox, as of July 1st, are sitting top of the leaderboard. They took over the uh race, they've got a three game lead on them. Again, these are all stats up until July 1st. Uh, Tampa Bay Rays in second in the AL East, third. The Blue Jays have overtaken the New York Yankees, and the New York Yankees are setting up fourth, basically a 500 team right now. And uh, Baltimore Orioles, no surprise there, fifth. They're 23 games back in the division, and let's just say that hole's just going to dig deep. I mean, <clears throat> I think we got to start leaving the Orioles out. Well, I think we just stopped bringing them up. 27-57, like... Yeah, they're pretty fucking bad. <laughs> That's pretty brutal. Yeah, they're 
they're like the Diamondbacks of the uh, <laughs> yeah. uh Do we go in now or do we get all the standings over with? The well, I think you, you're talking about the AL East. You might as well go in now. All right. So um, <laughs> I guess I'll start with the Tim LaCostro trade and then I'll just let that branch out and then we'll just play it by ear here. So uh, Yankees had their center fielder, Aaron Hicks go down with a season ending injury and he's getting paid 10 mil a year to sit on the bench. And for some reason we tried to cover up or band-aid that with Aaron judge substituting in center field for some odd reason. And then we would put Frazier in right. And then some Miguel Andujar, who's just a third baseman moved him over to left. He has trouble picking up the ball at the fucking wall, which is a lot of what left field is. I mean, left field's usually short, and you're going to get a lot, get a lot of balls off the wall. So Migs and fucking, sorry, the notorious MIG in left field is not really cutting it. But with Aaron Hicks injury, it's a big boo boo. You can't really pull Brett Gardner off. Uh, Brett Gardner's been playing center field, and he throws with a chicken arm. Literally, his arm starts here and he fucking goes like this and it literally goes nowhere i could probably throw with my left arm further than brett gardner can throw with his dominant arm which is his left arm so that's pretty fucking sad it's just a sad case all around uh pitching was getting it done we were over expectation the whole year until maybe the last week or so in july two weeks in july uh the main problem is the offense man um, not producing any fucking runs whatsoever. I don't know what's going on with DJ LeMayhew. Uh, you don't get paid a sex. Well, I'm not going to even say a sexy bag. So it wasn't a sexy bag. That guy could have got more money elsewhere, but, uh, he got decent money and he got a long-term deal to digress by like 60 point Point zero six of a fucking batting average, which is a big fucking drop. He's like a 330 hitter, and he's batting 270 right now. Aaron Judge was smacking the ball pretty good at the beginning of June, and then he just sizzled out. Like, he hadn't hit a home run in fucking weeks, it seemed like. Stanton, same thing. Stanton, respectable. Like, he's at, I believe, 16 or 17 home runs. It's respectable. there's so many fucking issues going on, man. Like Gary Sanchez finally got hot. I'll give them that kudos, but it's just the bottom of the order. And part of it's Aaron Boone as well. Um, You got to shake the fucking order up. I think it's time for Boone to bounce out of the Bronx anytime soon. (laughs) Yeah, really. Like uh, it's hard to blame it on him because the players got to go out there and execute. But at the same time, you're leaving your players up to make the same mistakes. Like the batting order hasn't fucking changed at all really in the last like month. And the only thing that's really changed is you got Gary Sanchez bat third behind Aaron judge. And that's the only, the only reason you're doing that is because he got hot. He was starting to really smack the ball and you're not rewarding him by playing him full time because you still have Kyle Gashioka catching for Garrett Cole. And Garrett Cole has a uh, tendency to give a, give up a home run or two in the first couple innings of the fucking game. And then he calms the fuck down and it happens all the fucking time. I, mean, it's, I don't another know. There's big, Another big problem for you guys is Garrett Cole. I'm waiting for you to touch on that one. 
Yeah, Garrett Cole's not really performing up to par. Uh, he puts us in a hole right off the bat, and we're crawling out of it. And we don't have the offense to crawl out of it. Uh, he's just a different man than he was in Houston. And I don't know if it's he's not using his spider attack, doing something, but he's got to get it fucking figured out. Sometimes he looks really sexy on the fucking bump, and he'll have a game where he has like fucking 10 or 10 strikeouts. And he's just solid. You can pitch him for fucking seven or eight innings. And then there's games where you can only pitch him for like three or four because he's just, he doesn't even give up walks. That's all. That's the other thing. You're, he, it's just base hits and they're just going around and fucking around. And he gives up the long ball a lot. Um, Araldis Chapman blowing a couple saves the last couple games. That's fuck, keep alley up me. Yeah, Araldis Chapman, <laughs> he needs to be gone. I'm calling the fucking, I'm calling it on that right now. Like, yeah, you're paying him a lot of money. Yeah, he's not too old, but we need to fucking lean off that. We don't need to be paying Araldis Chapman $17 million to do absolutely nothing and blow four four run leads in the fucking ninth inning. It's just completely unacceptable. He was fucking lights out until maybe midway through June, and then he just fucking absolutely started shitting the bed. And it contributed to a lot of losses. It's making the whole team look bad. People need to go. And Glaber Torres needs to fucking go. I'm sorry to say it. You've had years to figure it out. You started off, I don't even know if it was your rookie year, but it was one of the first years in the league for you. You had 38 home runs and you haven't hit anything close to that since. And this year you're batting fucking terrible. I, I, I wouldn't even be surprised if I looked at the stats right now and saw you only had two home runs. He, he had a two-run home run about 15 minutes ago, but, yeah, he's been cold up until then. Um, yeah, Gleyber Torres not getting it done. We had a big hole at first base that of Luke Voigt, and then Luke Voigt comes back, and he's batting 220. He can't hit the fucking ball. He tries to, like, absolutely kill it. We have a bunch of players that just kill the ball, and that's it. We have two players that know how to hit for contact. Their names are Gio Rochella and DJ LeMayu. That's it. And it's you're not going to win a lot of ball games when everybody in your lineup bats right. I'm sorry. Like, and there's no speed on the base pass. You're just literally trying to hit the long ball. It worked in the past, but it's not working now, like at all. And it's worked in the past because there was a fucking juiced ball. No wonder it was going over all the time. Sixty seven percent of your guys' home runs are solo shots. That's a huge problem. You basically you're hitting home runs, but nobody's on base, so you're not going to win games that way. Yeah, solo shots, and then we'll have bases loaded about two or three times in a game, and nobody can bat them in. Yep. So yeah, we. I'm I'm pretty sure if you were to look up a stat. Runners in scoring position stranded. So, like, left there, we would lead the league. Yeah. We also lead the league in double plays as well. We hit and do a lot of double plays. It's just I don't know what it is, dude. We need to shake it up. And it's just completely unacceptable for this team uh, to just be performing in so mediocre, like, such, like, mediocre. I'm fumbling my words because I'm fucking pissed off. But, like, yeah. If we're a mediocre team right now. It's completely unacceptable. We're one like on paper, talent-wise, we're the one of the best teams in the league. We're second in payroll, and we're fourth in our division. That math doesn't add up. It doesn't make any sense, and it's time to make changes. The pitching, 
has been the fault the last week or so because we've been giving up a lot of fucking 10, 11 run games, which is a pitching problem. It's not a batting problem. But uh, yeah, bats aren't there, man. Clint Frazier wouldn't be sad if he went. Gleyber Torres wouldn't be sad if he went. Luke Voigt wouldn't be sad if he went. Aroldis Chapman wouldn't be sad if he went. And you can get, get some money for them. You can get some shit for them too. So yeah, just get a starting pitcher, get prospects. Sell them, sell them high while you can. That Glaber Torres is 25 years old. Still has his whole fucking career out of him. You can get a bag for him. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, man. I don't know what else to say. The Yankees need to make some moves here at the trade deadline. It's just sickening to watch. And it's even it's even more fucking spit in the face when Cashman comes out and says our team sucks. And <laughs> His response to our team sucking is going and getting an outfielder who's batting 178, who's known for his speed, but has what five fucking stolen bases this year. And he doesn't get on base to steal fucking bases anyways. And he bats right-handed. So how's that adding any diversity to your lineup that you need? Is that like how many right-handed batters? Is it all right-handed? Do you have a left-handed batter? Brett Gardner. That's it? Yeah. Wow. Let's go around. Uh, Gary bats right. Voight bats right. DJ bats right. Uh, Torres bats right. Rochelle bats right. Stanton bats right. Meg bats right. Judge bats right. And LeCastro, when we start him, bats right. So a lot of, like, Gardner hasn't played that often. Um, oh, sorry. We have Gardner and Rugnet Odor, a.k.a. Ruby. Who's also batting, you know, 220 or whatever. And- yeah, like... He hits the occasional long bomb, and that's it. He just, too many players that try and kill it and not get base hits. It's just sickening to watch, and it's time to sell at this point. Yep. But, uh, yeah, I don't really know what else to say about my fucking Yanks. Uh, you want to say anything about the Blue Jays? I am, I'm going to leave it where it is at the Blue Jays. Blue Jays have been lights out since the last time we talked about them, so – I'm good with where they're at. I mean, the only struggles we have is pitching, but we just picked up uh, what's it, Adam, and I think we're going to get a couple more, and that's all we can do. It's, we definitely don't need any other offense. I don't really know why we went after Corey Dickerson. doesn't really make sense to me, but. I think you are I think you went after Dickerson because you guys have a, a plot in your mind where you're going to get rid of him. Yeah, Charlie Montoyo plot. Those always go so well. I mean, it's actually probably a smart move. Uh, you're not going to get much production out of Dickerson. He's more of a, oh, Springer needs a day off type thing. He's been yep. played two series in a row. Just throw him out there for two, a game or two and call it a fucking day. Just, yeah, I, hey, I guess I could see that because we did have Kevin Biggio filling in when we gave uh, Gurriel a day off the other day in the field. So I don't really understand that. Um, but, yeah, man. Blue Jays offense is just fucking lethal right now. Uh, they have 403 runs for, and the only team in the division that's higher. Actually, the only team in the only two teams in the AL that are above them are the Astros and the Red Sox. Super respectable. Yeah, and they're sitting at third in the division, and they're only. That's the thing, man. It pisses me off too. Like, Yankees are only eight and a half games back. Blue Jays seven and a half games. It's a tight fucking division. Still as tight. It's just like the NL East. And uh, minus the team that we're not really mentioning anymore. But, um, yeah, it's not like this is a long shot. If the team were to get hot right now, they could take the division in fucking three weeks. It's a tight division. It's probably the hardest division, in my opinion. But 
Well, yeah, the four top teams are teams. <laughs> Minus the Orioles. Who you can just get rid of the Orioles at this point. Do the Orioles even have fans? They can't be selling tickets. I have never heard of a person that <laughs> is an never Orioles been. fan. They can't be solid tickets. They should just scrap the team and start over. But they're just one of those feeder teams. They're like the Pittsburgh Pirates and somebody cute. And se- they just develop somebody cute and sexy, and then they get shipped. Like I can see Cedric Mullins being gone there from there in a couple years. Because well, at least the Pirates have a cool stadium. Like the Orioles don't have anything. No, you're right. Camden Yards, bud. Yep. But, uh, yeah, we'll get into the AL Central. Chicago White Sox leading the AL, uh, AL Central. Cleveland Indians have creeped up, taking over second place. Detroit Tigers have came out of absolutely nowhere, and they're third in the division. They're still 12 games back, so it's kind of a long shot for them. But Minnesota Twins, they're not as brutal as they were, um, but they're still pretty bad. They're fourth in the division. And the Kansas City Royals, fifth in the division. They have Whitmerfield and uh, Carlos Santana, and that's it. Yep. The Twins, 34 and 48. Didn't you have them going way better than that, too? I thought they were going, they're gonna, they were going to be second in the division. I don't Boy. Know. I don't... <laughs> Boy, was that wrong. And uh, another thing to contribute to that is uh, the Byron Boxing injury. It's, I don't know. He was about like 330, came back and Got injured again. Broke his fucking hand on a pitch. Smart. But I feel bad for Byron Buxton. Like he pulled the hammy right off the bat. I think it was it was out for like a month or so, and then came back. Broke his fucking hand. So he's been out for a couple of weeks now. A lot of fucking injuries this year. Yeah. Uh, AL West. <clears throat> Houston Astros leading the division. Oakland Athletics only half game back. Seattle Mariners have kind of crept up a lot. I see a lot of, uh, in the stream chats when, uh, I watch fucking Yankee games. Um, a lot of people are saying the Mariners are more entertaining than the, uh, Yankees, which is pretty fucking sad. That hurts. I thought I put that up there. Well, 42 and 39, they're basically the same fucking team. They're pretty equivalent. So, um, Los Angeles angels fourth in the AL West. Don't see them really going anywhere other than down, especially with the Trout injury. Don't see Trout coming back until at least August, and even then, I wouldn't even rush him back. There's no fucking point. Same shit every single day, bud. Fucking Trout balls out, does his thing, and then gets injured again. Yeah. He's really milking that bag. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he comes back this season. Why would he? No, I don't see why. Maybe I'd hang out with Shohei, but... I don't think he wants to come back because Otani's going to still pass him and everything, and Mike Trout's getting paid all this money, and it's like, oh, maybe we should be giving this money to Otani at this point. The guy can pitch, hit, head coach. And uh, I saw recently John Smoltz, who's like a Hall of Fame fucking pitcher from the Braves, came out and said that Shohei should should just focus on pitching, and if he focused on pitching, he would be a lot like – he would be like an all-star pitcher. And to John Smoltz, this is directed at you. Like, come on, buddy. You know how to pitch, but you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You're fucking <laughs> stupid. You don't, you don't put somebody who's leading the league in home runs, AL and <laughs> NL, to focus on their pitching. Maybe they should just focus on that. Yeah, that doesn't make any fucking sense. 
Like, he's a solid pitcher, don't get me wrong. He has his bumps around once in a while where, like, he'll give up a fuck ton of runs or whatever. But, uh, yeah, no, he's a fucking power bat. Yeah, I would say focus on batting. Yeah, I wouldn't even <laughs> I wouldn't even stress him on the arm anymore. I would and, I would risk Tommy John on that fucking golden arm. And in the AL, all he has to do is go up to bat and fucking go sit on the bench after. <laughs> yeah. Hit a fucking digger, do a lap, and fucking go sit down for fucking two and a half innings. Now that's what he's been doing. Like, fuck. I don't know how many multi-home run games he has this year. I think fucking four or five, which is just insane for a pitcher slash batter. Yeah, he recently just hit two on us in one game. Yeah, and then a couple days later, he did it again, two home runs in a game. Yeah, yeah guy's fucking crazy. Um, yeah, I guess we'll dive into the NL. The uh, National League. National League East, tight as fuck still. Uh, I've been writing articles on the Miami Marlins. I've been covering them a little bit. Interesting to see. I'm kind of weighing at this point. We're basically almost at the halfway point. Well, we are at the halfway point of the season. Whether a team should buy or sell. And Miami Marlins are kind of in the same boat as the New York Yankees, minus the talent. Uh I'll just ring through everything or ring through everything. New York Mets are leading the division 41 and 35. It's like an all right record. Uh, the thing that interests me the most is they had a minus two run differential uh, at July 1st and they're still leading the division, which doesn't make sense. It's just uh, basically a big kudos to their pitching lineup and Jacob DeGrom. So uh, Washington Nationals have crept up as mainly an offensive thing. Trey Turner and Kyle uh, Schwarber doing their fucking thing on the bats. They crept up to second in the division. I can see them staying there as well. Uh, Atlanta Braves, they have Acuna. They have Freddie Freeman, and that's really about it. But they're third in the division. Philadelphia Phillies, Bryce Harper has never been the answer. They're fourth in the division. And Miami Marlins are sitting at fifth. Miami Marlins are only eight and a half games back. This is statistically the closest division in the league. Uh, back to the Marlins, what I was going to say. Um, yeah, they should sell. Uh, just get more prospects. They're a really young team. I mean, get rid of Starling Martin. They have a bunch of shitter players, minus like three players, and then their whole pitching lineup. Their whole pitching lineup studs. But, um, yeah, you can shop Starling Marte, and he's 32 years old. Probably has about, I would say, three or four, maybe two or three sophomore years left, and then he's going to fizzle out. Ish, uh, yeah. yeah, you can get you can get something out of him and just keep the keep the core young and just develop like you've been doing. Time will come soon for the Marlins. But. And see, the Phillies for me in that at least surprises me. I thought they'd be past the Nationals. Like, they're, they're only four games ahead of the Marlins. I think the Phillies are a way better team than the Marlins. I don't know how they're so 39 and 42 right now. Like... I don't yeah. get it. Yeah, and the Marlins are basically like a translation of the New York Yankees in the uh, National League minus the stellar pitching. Like the Yankees pitching isn't as good as the Marlins, but the bats are just ice cold, and that's the detriment to the team. Like these, both those teams could have fucking at least 10 or 15 more wins if the bats were there, but they're not. Uh, yeah, National League East, stay tuned for that because that division is going to be close as fuck all year. You might even see 
I don't, by the looks of the other divisions, I don't see you. I don't see any wild card team come from the National League. I just division leader, and that's it. Um, but yeah. yeah, especially the NL West, how fucking dope the top three teams are, and that. So. Well, uh, yeah, the NL East, the division leaders, five forty four, like. Ugh. Yeah. Um, National League Central, Milwaukee Brewers have gone on an absolute fucking run. They've taken over the division from the Cubs. Cubs are six, sitting six games back. They're number two. Um, St. Louis Cardinals have dropped a little bit. They're about 500 team. They're sitting third. And then two shitter teams back-to-back, Cincinnati Reds and Pittsburgh Pirates. The Reds have a couple of key pieces. Nick Castellanos, Jesse Winker has kind of sizzled out. He was really hot uh, during the month of May, but he kind of sizzled out in June. And uh, Pittsburgh Pirates, they have, like, two good players, and that's it, like, throughout their whole 40-minute roster. So. No pitching for the Pirates. No pitching for the Pirates. No offense. No coach. They have Adam Frazier, and they have uh, a stud prospect, Brian Hayes, and that's really about it. I think the Brewers, though, they're going to be a threat in the playoffs. They got wicked pitchers right now. Like, Wick, wicked, wicked pitchers. pitchers. And they picked up Willie Adamas, who's been on an absolute fucking tear ever since he left Tampa Bay. So, yeah, they're going for it. 600. Yeah. I could see them taking the division too. So, oh, easily. Uh, can't remember what my predictions were. I guess we'll cover that more when we lead into like September and playoffs, actually start to solidify a little bit, but I believe I had the Cubs first and then the Brewers second. Um, Cubs have kind of... I don't know what's going on with the Cubbies, bud. We need our fucking in, insider, Sebastian Gauthier, and Seb God. <laughs> yeah, I, they're what, 500 exactly? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that we need the Cubs insider for that one, but I don't yeah. think there's anything too exciting going on with the Cubs, obviously. We'll have to get them for our halfway epi, but yeah, they got they have really good key pieces, and that should be translating to more wins than that. They should be neck and neck with the Brewers for the division. Oh, they got hitters. Yeah, I guess the pitching is just a detriment, other than Craig Kimbrell, who's really picked up his saves in the last while. Well, Chris Bryant was cold for a while up until a couple nights ago, so that's one of their main guys. Yeah. Uh, National League West, I'm still shocked. The oh, San Francisco Giants are still leading the division. Um, this division's close. This division's really top-heavy. Top three teams should see the playoffs, in my opinion. Uh, Los Angeles Dodgers are sitting second, game and a half back. Uh, San Diego Padres, two and a half games back. Colorado Rockies sent fourth and there's only nine backs and fifth. Like those two teams aren't going to do shit this year. So I would sell some pieces off their teams as well. Uh, I think the Diamondbacks need a clean slate. That's, that's pretty brutal. Worse than the Orioles, worse than the Pirates. I think they might as well just fucking trade off all the assets they have, go right for the draft and just build up for the next five to 10. Yeah. You have to do a complete rebuild there, especially when you're in that division. (laughs) But, but the Ro- the Rockies, uh, Rockies are meh. Yeah, they're meh. <laughs> yeah, super meh. There's nothing much to say about them. No, they're but, ju- just under five hundred. They're uh, they're not going to go anywhere. Still saying Pod- way too t- t- way too tough. Still saying Padres could could be a World Series team. Yeah, 
they uh, they definitely have the capability. I mean, San Francisco continues to shock everybody. I think the, the pitching is pretty fucking solid over there, and they have they have some good batters over there as well. But there's that, no way the Giants win the NL West by the end of the year, though, right? If they do, I want money for Mo and Webster, but yeah. AKA, uh, self-appointed Los Angeles Dodgers fan. Oh, you mean the Dodgers, Angels, Giants, Padres, Reds, Cubs fan, Owen Webster? Yeah, that guy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, shocking. All three of those teams should see the playoffs, definitely. Again, I can see the Padres taking over the Dodgers for number two in that division as well, especially with Trevor Bauer. We don't know if he how long he's going to be out. Administrative leave, don't know uh, – if that's just a couple of weeks until the social media tear kind of sizzles down a little bit, then they can squeak them back into the rotation or they're waiting until they investigate. They do an investigation, figure out what the fuck happened, or I don't know what. Also, Mookie Betts isn't performing nearly at the uh, capabilities that he should be. So that's also a detriment to their offense as well. Or for the money that they gave him too. Yeah, really. I don't know how the I don't know how Trevor Bauer's case is going to work out. There's no way they have to do a full investigation. Like I don't know if he has to see the courtroom before they, he's allowed back or how that works. But there's no way that there an accusation can just come up and now you're just all of a sudden you're out for who knows how long. Well, Seems a bit at, silly to me. Look at Deshaun Watson minus you know the other twenty three uh, accusations. But I know this oh. is just a single case, but. The MLB is just known for, like, just putting a fucking investigative team together. It's like they want to be cops. Like, it's CSI fucking <laughs> MLB or CSI Cooperstown. Bunch they of just, mall cops. Yeah, really. And, yeah, they're not shy to even, yeah, take shit to uh, Congress or anything like that. I I'm not saying Trevor Bauer's assault case is going to Congress, but more of the steroids aspect. They're, they don't fuck around when it comes to cases. Well, if he can beat a woman, he can beat his case, bud. I guess so, man. Well said. <laughs> and, I mean, abusers are just taking dubs recently. I mean, look at the Bill Cosby whole ordeal. He's oh, fucking bobbing and weaving that shit. <laughs> he, he had to have known he was coming out. Yeah. I, all yeah, I think uh, probably once he got convicted, they – Told his lawyer, yeah, if you appeal, Bill's, Bill's free, bud. So just, it's got to take some time. We got to let everything die down a little bit, but appeal and Bill will be there. Yeah, it might be too early to comment on that. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck happened there. I didn't really do my research, but Bill Cosby's a free man. Maybe he's hanging out with OJ. On the golf course? On the golf course, hanging out. <laughs> I don't know uh, if he can keep his eyes straight enough to fucking hit a ball straight, but we'll see. <laughs> but yeah, that basically, I mean, I don't know if you want to dig into anything else, dude, but. No, I'm just proud of my Blue Jays bringing in a bunch of players to the All-Star game. I'm happy with where they're at. Um, ball's been good so far for me, so I'm pretty happy. I don't know about the same for you. You've uh, no, I was, <laughs> I was watching about, I probably watched about 60 Yankee games this year and just recently, earlier last week, I just said I can't do this anymore. I'm not watching them until they go on like at least a three or four game winning streak, and then I'll pop back on the wagon. It's not like I'm a bandwagon fan. Like I've been a fan of the Yankees since I was a fucking 
Spanish is I'm used to a certain amount of productivity and I'm not seeing it. And, and it's just, I can't yell at my TV anymore. And I don't want to dedicate four hours of my life every single night to watch a team get curb stomped when they should be annihilating the teams that are beating them. Or, you know, watch the first seven innings and you guys are winning and then blow it. Yeah, that too. That's really frustrating watching the bases get loaded for all this Chapman and Grand Slam. Trust me, if anyone knows about that, it's it's me. Yeah, and that's been more of a case lately. I, yeah. uh, I don't know. I'm just sick of it. Uh, I'll watch them once they actually make some big big boy moves here at the trade deadline. Like, yep. uh, I, I, I love the players, but they're not producing. Like, I like Luke Foyt. I like Heraldis. I like Lieber. Uh, but I literally won't be sad if they're gone, and I'm, I'm, I hope they're gone. Like, this isn't a team where you bat 200 and say, oh, well, I tried. Yeah, not like, for that payroll. Yeah, not going to fly. Yeah, there's no trying. It's either you do or you don't. And a lot of players are, are don'ts, and they need to go. And yeah, we've if, had this. If, if you want to try, go to the Diamondbacks or the Pirates or the Orioles. Yeah, if you want to find your swing again, go play pickup ball for the Arizona Diamondbacks <laughs> or the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yeah. yeah, no, just sick of it. Uh, something's got to be done. And yeah, we'll wait and see if the trade deadline will go down. Um, other than that, really, uh, I'll give a Zoom with the boys update at the uh, just here at the end. Zoom with the boys is kind of wrapping up for the NBA season. We're starting the NBA finals here. So I'm going to say about two weeks we'll be done the nba finals coverage we're going to do a little baseball coverage on the 14th i believe we'll go over the all-star game we'll go over the starters and everything it'll be the week of stay tuned for everything uh nothing's that's not uh, definite like the date but um yeah we definitely will be having that all-star episode we'll talk about all the starters for both leagues and shit We'll talk about the game and basically it's halfway point. So maybe we'll dip into trade down the line a little bit. We'll do a little research and see what moves we predict are going to happen here at the trade deadline soon. And I'm thinking third week of July, man, NFL, once the NBA wraps up, we're going to dip right into the NFL. We're going to have all the boys on. That's going to be a who everyone's looking forward to that. And I think that's going to be a buzz. We all like different teams. It's I'm excited for that one. Yep. And we're going to probably have, like, I would safe bet at least six of us and yep. talking about the NFL. Uh, it's perfect timing. We're about a month and a half away from preseason. So uh, everyone's got to report to training camp here in, I believe, a couple of weeks. And I guess we'll see what happens with the whole Aaron Rodgers ordeal. Who's not showing up? There's a lot of drama in Green Bay. Because uh, Devontae Adams' contract comes up at the end of the season, and it's basically going to be a shake of whether you're trying to resign Devontae for a bag and drop Aaron off. Or, but there's a lot of drama going around all the whole NFL, and I can't wait to dive back into it. So I'm really excited for that. I'm also excited. I don't want to say I'm looking forward to the NBA season getting done, but without LeBron, without my favorite team, it's just, it's not really the same. I'm not really that passionate about it. It's good to see the 
Milwaukee Bucks and the uh, Phoenix Suns duking it out. It's good to see Chris Paul going for his first finals appearance and Giannis's first finals appearance as well. But Giannis is injured. Hopefully he comes back. But uh, definitely going to be dipping into that with the boys. And I thank Rye again for coming on and covering baseball since, I mean, I can't be doing these episodes solely with Sebastian Doce. Lose your fucking platform. mind. I would lose my mind. This platform would just plummet. No offense, Sebby. Um, the all-star video, when are we doing that? That should be coming soon too, no? Yeah, that'll uh, – what day is it? It's fourth today. Fifth, fourth. Fifth today, so I'm <laughs> thinking in a week and a half because I believe the all-star game is on the 13th or some shit like that, so we'll probably, probably a week and a half. We'll do it, and then we'll drop it. Yeah. I think it's not like uh it's not like the it's not like the NBA season where the all-star game you get like a solid four or five days because mm. of the dunk contest and all that shit. Like all-star game, you get the home run derby, and I don't know if they do some sort of skills challenge yet. I don't know if they've hopped on that train, but I don't think they have. It's basically the fucking home run derby the one day. Just kind of bring everybody to the stadium and chill out for a bit, and then all start in the game a uh, day after. And then I believe they get a day to travel to go back to the teams, and then it's right back, right back to fucking business. So. Yep. Yeah. So, so stay tuned for Zoom with the boys. Uh, we got the NBA coverage on Wednesday. I'll probably come up with some weird video, entertaining video for Friday, and. Just stay tuned. I'll drop the schedule play-by-play when we figure everything out. And uh, as always, thank you for watching. Hit me up on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, Merch is dropping on Friday, so check out the Etsy link. I'll I'll be dropping that on Instagram and all my social media platforms. But other than that, thank you for supporting Zoom with the boys and the Potty Mouse Sports platform. And like always, go fuck yourselves, you stupid bitches.